0: Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? Welcome to In My Defense, or not In My Defense, sorry. Just recorded a different show. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, go check out In My Defense on the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. Uh, Just recorded that show. But no, welcome to Defense Matters. It's Jordan Reigns. We're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Back to the rankings. Last week, missed the rankings show, guys. Did a little uh, special show. Go back on the feed. Check that out. Had some guests on. My man, Jake Trowbridge. My man, Marvin Eloquim. We talked about the IDP Army Invitational League. But we're back to the rankings this week. Um, Thanks for joining me. Sorry about that. You know, It's busy can only do so much content every week. Uh, I thought that would be a good show. I know it's in the heart of the season, but, you know, you guys, uh, I think you guys made it. So happy to be back doing the ranking show, talking to IDP news, you know, a little bit more in-season grinding, and a little bit more uh, active playing, a little less uh, game theory and sort of kind of a macro, you know, thesis type stuff. But um, back to the nitty gritty. So week nine, good week of an IDP um, coming up, you know, we have some teams we had some guys go out with some injuries this week. We have some guys coming back from injuries. Um, coming back, you know, don't bury the lead. Jamal Adams is a full goal of practice today, which is awesome. Um, you know, other injury stuff. We had almost all the Ravens defensive backs went on the COVID list this week. Sean Elliott, Marvin Humphreys, um, or Marlon Humphreys. Uh, all these guys had close contact with each other, so we're not really sure. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to play this week or not. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to monitor that. That's Humphreys. That's Chuck Clark. That's Peters. That's uh, Deshaun Elliott. All those guys, you know, close contact with each other um, could be uh, could be guys that you are without this upcoming week. So you're going to want to watch that. Davian Clowney has a knee injury, not necessarily breaking news uh, there. I know he was a little bit banged up this last week, um, but something to monitor. Uh, other injury news. Um, Quan Alexander still missing time with that high ankle sprain. He was traded this week from the San Francisco 49ers to the New Orleans Saints. I don't expect him to play this week. I still don't know how his injury is. We didn't really get an update on that when he moved. We just heard that he moved. So I'm guessing he has to pass some kind of physical uh, for the team. So in that aspect, maybe he's okay. Uh, Miles Jack, uh, as you guys know, he missed this last week. He re-injured his uh, his ankle. They didn't go on IR. They didn't put him on IR, but he's, he's going to be spotty to play the rest of the way. Um, there's a good chance he's going to re-aggravate it again. He's already re-aggravated it once, so that sucks. He was having a great season for IDP, but um, you know, just want to bring that up again because I missed this last week, so maybe you guys aren't totally aware, weren't really sure. Matt Milano, he's been on a snap count since week seven, coming off that pectoral injury. They're not letting him off the leash, basically, so he's not unplayable he's borderline unplayable he's not producing a lot but he is seeing the field so there are some opportunities but I don't know when he's going to be back to full action so you are going to want to monitor uh that going forward um you know watch his snap counts I know that they signed uh Duran Lee um he was practicing I saw he just tweeted something out former Kansas City Chief Former uh Jets linebacker. So I don't know if that really bodes well for him. I know the other guy who was uh filling in, uh his name eludes me, but he went to IR. So maybe that's a depth signing, or maybe it's a sign that they're gonna continue to rest him. So that's something you're gonna have to watch um going forward, guys. I know Nate Gary went on to the IR this last week. Um again, you know, I'm a little a week late on this, but it's worth bringing up um, and his absence T.J. Edwards filled in very well. Um, he's a guy that may still be on your waivers. You can go pick him up and basically play him uh, in that Nate Gary role on the Eagles defense until Gary comes back. Then we'll have to see how that shakes out uh, between those two. And, you know, there's a, I know there's a pretty big campaign to cut Nate Gary uh, perpetuated by all Eagles fans. So poor guy. Just let the man live. So, all right. Well, let's see. That's most of the injury type stuff. We had some other news. We had some players get moved since the last time we were uh, together on the show. Yannick Ngakwe has been traded from Minnesota to the Ravens. I really like this move for Yannick. I like this move for the Ravens. Um, He's on a good organization now, which is what he's wanted. He's a good player. He's a good teammate. I like this move for him because I'm a Yannick fan. Um, you know, we talk IDP fantasy football. He's also very good for IDP, but he's just a player I enjoy watching. I enjoy him. I enjoy the fact that he's on a team now where things look good for him. Uh, the situation is better. The organization is better than Jacksonville. Um, so I was glad to see him get out of there. One of the last guys to make it out of there, but he's gone now, and he's on a good org- in a good organization, a good system. Um, other big moves we had during the week, like I said earlier, uh, Quan Alexander moved from – the 49ers to the Saints. Uh, Kiko Alonso went to the San Francisco 49ers in that same trade. I'm not excited for Kiko Alonso. I think this is a, this is a Dre Greenlaw tweet, I guess as they would say on Twitter. Uh, Dre Greenlaw is the guy that gets the uptick here. He's the guy you want on the San Francisco 49ers now, along with Fred Warner. I have little to no interest in uh, Kiko Alonso unless an injury happens to one of the two guys I just mentioned ahead of him. Uh, Avery Williamson, this is a good one. Avery Williamson has been playing very well the past couple of weeks. Um, he has basically been averaging 10 tackles a game, which is huge. If you, you know, if you play IDP, you know, 10 tackles a game, that's just a random number thrown out. You know, you know, that's a high baseline number for a guy to have on the season. Um, that means you're basically pacing for 160 tackles. Um, you know, he plays 16 games. Uh, that's what Darius Leonard put up in his monster year two seasons. It goes 163 tackles. So Avery Williamson's pacing for that kind of situation. He goes from the Jets to the Steelers, though. Better offense, better team, probably less less snaps available to him. Uh, there's, the, uh, there's the COVID protocol. So don't necessarily think he's going to be on the field this upcoming week either. So you might miss a week of him. But they're bringing him in to uh, fill in for Devin Bush, who tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago uh spillane robert spillane has been filling in very well for him actually robert spillane was the number one scorer at linebacker and in idp uh last week um just across the board had a monster game sack interception bunch of tackles i mean he was all over the place but the team's still bringing in avery williamson uh more of a known commodity a better just a better football player nothing against spillane but uh i think that you know this this was after spillane's game that this trade went through so that tells you that that team still viewed the linebacker position is something that needed to be addressed, uh, even with Spillane's you know, playing with his hair on fire that game. So no shade on him. He's had a good game. You're going to get him for another week. That's going to be awesome. But going forward, Avery Williamson is probably going to be the guy you want there as well as Vince Williams um, moving forward. So like, that was the Avery Williamson move. I think that's everybody that got a new team. Oh, Carlos Dunlap. Um, uh, <clears throat> you guys know he's been a little disgruntled. Bengals are younger. They're you know playing new guys. The team, the season's pretty much over, so that they're playing with their defense. They're playing with their personnel. They're switching guys in. They're moving things around. Carlos Dunlop's an aging veteran. Um, they just weren't giving him playtime, and he was upset about it. He let him know that, and he was traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, another guy who gets traded from a not great kind of just okay situation, not a great situation, to a great situation. Now he's on the Seattle Seahawks. One of the best teams of football right now, offensively. He's going to be a help to that defense as well. So, love to see that for Carlos Dunlap. Um, you know, he's the playing time has been killing him for IDP this season. You never really know if he's going to get play time or not. But I think with Seattle, once the COVID protocols and all that go into effect, he's going to be he's going to be their main pass rusher, their best pass rusher, just day one on this team. So, uh, those are the guys that made some moves before the trade deadline since the last time we spoke on this show. Avery Williamson, Yannick Ngakwe, Carlos Dunlap, um, other notable moves. Vic Beasley was waived by the Titans and Desmond King was traded from the bolts for the, the, the chargers to the Titans. So not necessarily super relevant. He hasn't necessarily been a big IDP asset this season or anything like that, but, um, maybe he gets, you know, maybe he gets some snaps out some meaningful snaps out there for them and maybe he, he makes a difference. So, um, Couple of things I want to bring up just notes wise. Chase Winovich is basically back to being a special teams player now. I uh, started the season off pretty good. His snaps the last three weeks, four weeks have just been, three weeks have just been dropping um, all the way down to single digits. He's, like I said, he's just back to a special team where I don't know what he did to piss off Bill Belichick and the coaching staff, but there was a point two weeks ago or three weeks ago where I saw him on the sideline getting chewed out and I haven't seen him since then. Like, And he's played some snaps, what I've seen, you know, looked at. I haven't watched a lot of Patriots games, but I remember watching that happen and being like, that's probably the last time I'll see Chase Winovich. And it was the last time I saw Chase Winovich. So, sorry, sucks to suck, dude, but uh, that's the team you're on. Um, It's not probably what you thought when you got drafted there, but it is what it is. Um, Other notes for the defensive line, I don't think Joey Bosa is going to play this week. He could. He's in the concussion protocol, though. He missed some snaps last week. He's had this elbow injury. Um, like I said, he's in the concussion protocol right now. I don't know. I don't think he's going to play this week. So be prepared to be without Joey Bosa. Melvin Ingram's going to be your guy. You're probably going to want to play there. Um, so, yeah, and then the other guy on Wasu, I believe, is his name. He could get a pretty significant bump in play time if we do uh, see a game without Joey Bosa this upcoming week. Uh, Manuel Agba. He had a bye week two weeks ago, but I wanted to bring this up. He's basically had a sack in every game in the last five games. Uh, the snaps are intact. Um, he could have been dropped in your leagues or maybe isn't even owned because he's on the Dolphins and his name is not one that is necessarily associated with being a top option at, uh, in IDP. But uh, as of last week, he was a top 12 defensive lineman. I know he did. Not do much this week. He had a few points, but he currently sits well within the top 15. I think he's at 12, 14 on the season right now. Um, that's good. That's what you want. You want He's got a consistent floor right now, and I think there's a little upside there too. He was kind of coming on a little bit last season. I know he got injured, but he's already over seven sacks on the season. That's good. Um, so Emmanuel Ogba is a guy you guys are going to want on your radar and you know maybe make a move for down the stretch after the, he's already off his bye week um Devin White want to bring this up he finishes the number one overall linebacker uh number one overall linebacker week six and week seven had another good game this last week um he's in he's in the conversation for the number one overall linebacker on the season uh, finishing that way and in dynasty I think that one of the big conversations we're all going to be having this upcoming year is Darius Leonard um, versus Devin White. I would like to say Roquan Smith will throw himself in there, and, you know, in that conversation, I would like to say that, but um he hasn't been as flashy as, you know, Devin White has been. just the facts. Um, he's playing on a team that everybody hates, which sucks. so that's not going to be good. Same thing with uh, Blake Martinez. But we all like the Colts, you know, people like the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's going to be where the narrative for linebacker goes this offseason. It's going to be interesting to have that debate all offseason. Ran a poll today on my Twitter. Uh, it's pretty close. It's like 46 to 54 uh, percent um, in Leonard's favor. And that's up with over 500 people voting. Last time I checked a couple hours ago, so keep an eye on Devin white in your leagues. If someone's trying to sell high, this is probably a good time to buy because I mean, he still is very young. Um, and just for context, I've seen Darius Leonard go for two first round picks before in, in dynasty leagues um, for real, you know, so if that gives you any sort of context on how to value a guy like Devin white. If somebody's like, Oh, you can have Devin white for a second. You should probably be considering that very seriously. Um, and even a first, if the, uh, The league is set up properly. IDP 1-2-3 scoring, you know, start seven, eight, nine starters at least, Um, several of those being linebackers. So I want to touch on B.J. Goodson, only Browns linebacker. You can play confidently right now. He's quietly a top-15 linebacker. Um, I don't know if this holds through for Dynasty necessarily, but right now that's the situation we're in. Um, Let's move on to the defensive backs. Jabril Peppers has had two 20-point games in back-to-back weeks coming off the ankle injury. Love to see that, been a Big Peppers supporter. Um, Sucked that he started out the season slow, then it sucked he got hurt. But honestly, the fact that he's come back and he's had these two really good games since coming back, very encouraging to me. Um, He's a guy that the perception of him sucking early in the season will probably stick with him through the rest of the season. Um, In Dynasty, this is your moment to make a play. Um, So there's that. Buda Baker, similar to Devin White, finishes the number one overall defensive back week six and seven. So week six and seven, we had the same guy at defensive back and at linebacker finish number one overall. It's pretty rare to do that. Uh, any position in fantasy football, quarterback, wide receiver, linebacker, defensive line, um, to be able to put yourself in that conversation in back to back weeks, even multiple times a season is incredible to do it back to back weeks, um, even more incredible. So kudos to them. Uh, I think that's another conversation that we'll have in this offseason is Buda Baker versus Jamal Adams. I think uh, I think people will move away from Derwin James as their number one overall defensive back finally, um, but they should have never had him there anyway. Um, other notes I want to talk about. Keanu Neal, uh, his 11 tackle performance in Week 7. First double-digit tackle game since 2017. Trending the right way. Love to see that. Uh, seems like a lot of the guys on the Atlanta Falcons are doing better now that Dan Quinn's gone um deon jones has had two very good weeks back to back still not a great tackle ish guy but he's had up several big plays last couple weeks that have put him up uh into the top 10 at, at linebacker on the season now a couple weeks ago i was talking trash on him it's one of my favorite hobbies talking trash on Deion jones um but kudos to him i mean i like i want to see him succeed i'm glad that he has had a couple of big games maybe dan quinn was what was holding everybody back there i don't know you know But uh, he's trending the right way now. If he can keep it up, he could finish in the top 15 comfortably. You know, still haven't seen the big tackle game yet. Like I said, these past couple of games have been predicated more on the big play. But uh, if he can bring that floor up and keep some of this upside, he's trending the right way. So. Let's see here. Uh, Defensive back notes. Daniel Sorensen, he's right now in the top ten at defensive backs. He's the safety that no one saw coming. You know, it's not Juan Thornhill. It's not Tyron Matthew that you want to have on your teams right now from the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Daniel Sorensen. You know, we saw some of the writing on the wall in the postseason last year with him being the postseason hero. I know he had several big plays in the postseason last year in the playoffs that helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. Um, Legitimately, his plays helped them win a Super Bowl. And he's been playing really good this year, too. He's had a couple of interceptions. He took one back to the house for a touchdown. Um, yeah, he's not necessarily playing 100% of snaps. I know they kind of they play the three safeties there, so they kind of move him around a little bit in Kansas City. But he's shown himself to be more than adequate um, at what he does. So he deserves to be rostered and played pretty much every week in pretty much all formats. You're not going to put him in your lineup over Jesse Bates or Antoine Winfield or anything like that yet okay um he's still like a defensive back two three but he's a i mean if he had he had a different name we might put him in that conversation he's not there yet i know he's a little bit older but at this time of the year you know he's in play for you to play pretty much weekly um at the defensive back position so um that's pretty much all my notes coming into the week guys i'm not gonna i don't have my graphics if you're on the youtube i apologize um I've been doing a lot of stuff for the nerds this week, getting stuff ready for some stuff I got come out over there. So I haven't had time to make my graphics. So I'm going to read my rankings off this week Uh, straight off fantasy pros. Um, Not going to linger too, too long on them. Uh, As always, you know, I'll try to put the link in the show description on YouTube and on the podcasting platform. Go to idparmy.com. You guys can check out my rankings. Um, Again, I don't have some secret formula. There's no big algorithm. I look at these guys in their matchups. I look at how they've been performing. I look at how they have performed historically and I look at how I would play these guys. And that's just how I arrange them. Um, it's not science for me. I know some people take fantasy football, you know, it's, it's science, it's math and it is, but it's, there's a, there's an element there. There's some variables there that can't be quantified. And that's kind of where, you know, we live is in that gray area the decisions. So I'm here to just to give you guys my thoughts and the decisions that I would make in, Hopefully that helps you guys make good decisions on your end too. So we're going to go ahead and start with the defensive line for the week. Like I said, I'm not going to spend a whole, whole lot of time this week, um, you know, breaking down every single player. I'm going to read you through my top 24 though, as always. So number one on the week. And again, I'm going to read from fantasy pros and then I'll come back and I'll tell you some of these guys that are sleepers designations where they slot in. So number one on the week, I got Montez Sweat. Two, I got Stefan Tuitt. Three, I got Chris Jones. Four, DeForest Buckner. 5, Brian Burns, 6, Grady Jarrett, 7, Cameron Jordan, 8, Cameron Hayward, 9, J.J. Watt, 10, Yannick Ngakwe, 11, I have Justin Houston, and 12, I have Demarcus Lawrence. You're probably like, Montez Sweat, at the top of your list. Yeah, he's been that good, guys. If you go look at what he's been doing um, over the past four weeks, he even missed a week. He's one of the top-scoring uh, defensive linemen in the league. Um he's playing really well. He's playing aggressively. Um, and he gets the Giants, which is a plus matchup for a defensive lineman right now. So I like his I like his upside this week. Um and you know, he again, he plays on a good line right behind him. Stefan Tuitt at number 2. Uh, he was the number 1 defensive lineman in week 8. He had a huge week, multiple sacks, multiple tackles for loss. He's playing really good. He gets Dallas. Honestly, he should probably be number 1. Um but I'm just putting Montez Sweat up there because I love me some Montez Sweat. Chris Jones, like I said, three. DeForest Buckner. You got a lot of big boys up here in the front end. Uh, then Brian Burns, who has been breaking out, he gets Kansas City. I don't think essentially a plus matchup, but Brian Burns has proved himself to be very talented, and I don't think that um, I think that you know he's got as good a chance as anybody to finally have that breakout game. Um, and I would love to see it be. I love the Chiefs. I'd love to see him have a breakout against the Chiefs though, because people would notice that, and that would be good for him. Um, so that's my top 12. I'm going to tell you guys where some of these uh, defensive linemen on sleeper would slot in. Um, number one overall would be TJ Watt. He gets the Dallas Cowboys this week. They're rolling out a practice squad quarterback. It's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, it's going to be an absolute massacre. You know, if TJ Watt doesn't have – I would love, the over-under I'll put on TJ Watt this week is one and a half sacks. He's usually a one-sack guy, but I think this week he goes over one sack. Um that would be awesome. He could. The upsides there. Stefan Tuat. He's coming in. You know, like I said, at three, in this world where you know we can put uh, T.J. Watt in my defensive line rankings, which we can't. But I want you guys to know that because if in case you play on sleeper, T.J. Watt should be the guy that you play this week in your spot. Um, let's go ahead and read through thirteen through twenty-four. I got Jason Pierre-Paul at thirteen, Frank Clark fourteen, Emmanuel Ogbett fifteen, Romeo Aquara. 16, Alden Smith, 17, Akeem Hicks, 18, Calais Campbell, 19, Trey Flowers, 20, 21, I have Max Crosby, 22, I have Melvin Ingram, number three, I have Fetty Odinikbo, and 24, I have Carlos Dunlap, um, actually, I'm going to take Carlos Dunlap out of my rankings right now, because I don't believe he's going to be able to play this week, that would move Jonathan Allen up one spot, and he's uh, also gets the Giants, so, guys, I'm going to highlight here early, like I said, Emmanuel Agba. He does get Arizona. Kyler is very um, elusive in the pocket. Um, but you kind of have to just ride the hot hand at the defensive line position. When a guy's on, he's on. Um, some guys get on these streaks. Um, and Emmanuel Agba is on one of those streaks right now. Alden Smith has fallen a little bit in my rankings. Uh, he did get outsnapped this past week, past couple of weeks, I believe, by Demarcus Lawrence. He gets Pittsburgh. Not a great, great matchup. Um, their defensive or their offensive lines pretty good, but Big Ben has been sacked more than once in his life. So, I still think Alden Smith has a chance to be productive in this game. But I finally gave DeMar- Demarcus Lawrence a little bit of an edge over him, and Demarcus Lawrence has been coming up my rankings just because he's kind of been hot the past couple of weeks. Um, seven or eight impact plays over the last four weeks. Uh, I know five tackles for loss and like two sacks over the past two weeks. So. He's really kind of come on strong lately. I know the Steelers like to run a lot, so maybe he can get a tackle for a loss or two on old um, on old James Conner, which you know help get some score. Mm, anybody else in the defensive line I want to highlight here? Now I just say you know Melvin Ingram. I have him at twenty two. guess um, Las Vegas, not necessarily an easy line to get a sack on, but. Uh, is his divisional game, so I expect him to bring his A game, so he's still going to be a top play. He may find his way creeping up my list a little bit as the week goes on, just depending on how, you know, with injuries and COVID, and especially if we know for sure that Joey Bosa is going to be out, he'll probably creep up a little bit too. So, and if uh, defensive line rankings, you know, on sleeper, I would have Shaq Barrett versus New Orleans at 14. Uh, Zadarius Smith, I would have him at number seven. He gets San Francisco this week. They're also trotting out uh, Nick Mullins this week. So it's not necessarily uh, the the first stringer. You know what I mean? And that team is banged up. This will be a Thursday night game. This will actually be tomorrow. So it could end up being a bloodbath. Uh, we saw Zedaria Smith have his best game of the season in prime time on a Monday night. Or maybe that was the Tuesday night game. There was that one game early in the season where things were a little bit weird because of the COVID stuff. But you know what I'm talking about. So it could be a big game for Zedaria Smith. He kind of likes to show off when, when all eyes are on him. So it could be a big game for him tomorrow night. So I have him at seven in my uh, if you were to slide into my DL rankings and then uh, Khalil Mack at 15 for Tennessee. He's having a pretty good year. I'm kind of a notorious uh, Khalil Mack, not like hater, but I'm kind of hater. But I'll give credit where credit's due. He's he's coming on a lot stronger this year than he has the past two years for IDP. Um, So that's good to see. And then I have Bradley Chubb versus Atlanta at number 10. So those are again, those are guys that are all linebackers on a lot of platforms but if you you know and that's their linebackers and fantasy pros but if you do play on sleeper that's kind of where i have those guys slotting in so let's move to the linebackers all right so this week at linebacker um, top 12 guys i got number one devin white number two levante david number three Blake Martinez, number four, Darius Leonard, number five, Jalen Smith, number six, Roquan Smith, number seven, Bobby Wagner, number eight, Demario Davis, number nine, Shaq Thompson, number ten, Patrick Queen, number eleven, Zach Cunningham, and number twelve, Eric Kendricks. Um got the Tampa Bay Buccaneer linebackers one and two. They get New Orleans. Uh I, you know, they played the, them earlier this season. I want to double check really fast how they did against them. I believe those were Of course. Yeah. So Devin White had a good game the first game of the season against them. He had 22 points. And Levante David, again, these, you know, these point totals, yeah, 23 points. So they both had a very good game to start the season. High floor guys, high ceiling players, my top two fellas. They get New Orleans again. Um, Let's go ahead and tell you guys. So I alluded to something the other day on Twitter um, that I found out that a player has me blocked. Um, That player is, in fact, Devin White. I don't know why he blocked me. Um, I don't think I've talked too much trash on him. But for whatever reason, I am blocked by Devin White. So there's that kind of hurt me a little bit inside. But whatever, we move on bro hit me up get the idp fantasy football community uh rocking get some more eyes on this game let's get you guys some of that monkey knife fight money some of that some of that revenue you know let's all be friends let's 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 make this a thing you know we're all in this together as they like to say so anyway darius leonard's at four he's back up with the top dogs he gets baltimore you're like jordan why don't you have him at one well i don't you know because I just these other I, I trust these other guys a little bit more right now. I mean, if I had all four of these guys—Devin White, Levante, David, Blake Martinez, and Darius Leonard—this week, Darius Leonard would be you know one of the guys that he would be the one I would consider sitting of those four. So that's where I'm at with him. Um, but he's a top ten, top option, you know. And I mean, linebacker and people are say "No, oh, the IDP's flat, the position's flat." I mean, all these guys could score 20 points, you know. Then where are we? You know, so. Without a yardage element in the game, it does make things a little bit tougher to uh, to split. Um, let's see anybody else I want to highlight here. Really, mm-hmm. no. Uh, Bobby Wagner had a really good game this last week. Couple of sacks. Um, it was good to see him have a blow up game. He's you know he's always so consistent, but it's good to see him have that blow up game. You know, a guy like of his talent level, it's good. You know, it's good for IDP. So. We'll move on down the list. 13 through 24. I got Jayon Brown, Fred Warner, Foysaid, Olakun, Joe Schobert, Eric Wilson, Dre Greenlaw, 18 or 19 out of Layton Vanderesh, Bobby Okreki, 20, Rashawn Evans, 21, Alexander Johnson at 22, Josie Jewell, 23, and then Tremaine Edmonds at 24. Um, actually, I'm gonna move Rashawn Evans down just a hair, guys. So that would move Jamie Collins into the twenty four spot. Um kind of your usual suspects these are all solid linebackers, these are all starting linebackers for their teams. You know, Dray Green Greenlaw is a new addition, but with Quan moving, you know, with a high ankle sprain and moving on, you're going to see Dre Greenlaw kind of move his way up into this conversation of an every week starter. Um Tremaine or uh, I'm sorry. Deion Jones still, I have not moved him all the way up into my top players yet. Um, again, it was kind of big play dependent the past couple of weeks. The tackle floor is still just a little bit lower than I want. He's at 25, though, so, I mean, he's still a very playable linebacker. I mean, he should be in the conversation for you every week as a starter, as a two, you know. And But now seeing that he's got some upside to him, you will really like to see that. Um, Other guys just outside of that top 24, I got Danny Trevathan I got Vince Williams. Um, so both of those guys are be solid for you. Let's move on to the defensive backs. Let's get you guys out of here in week nine. So number one, um, Buddha Baker, number two, Jordan Poyer, number three, Jamal Adams, number four, Antoine Winfield, Jr. Number five, Tracy Walker, number six, Justin Simmons, seven, Logan Ryan, eight, Jabril Peppers, nine, Jeremy Chin, 10, Marlon Humphreys, 11, Kari Willis and 12, Chuck Clark. Now, like I said earlier, these, uh, The Baltimore Ravens corners, uh, cornerbacks, defensive backs, they all, you know, Marlon Humphreys has Verona, as he tweeted. Um, Some of these other guys were close to him. And my understanding of what's going to happen is up in the air. I've seen reports that they could all play this week, and I've seen that maybe they won't. I'm leaving them in my rankings as of right now. Check back later in the week. They might be gone. Pay attention to that kind of stuff because they might be out, Um, you know, but if they're playing Marlon Humphreys has been so good this season. He gets Indiana, which, you know, Phillip Rivers is not scared to throw an interception. I know he hasn't been terrible, terrible about that this season. But, I mean, if he's playing the Baltimore Ravens defense, I think this is going to be the game where he's terrible at it. So, you know, this is a juicy matchup for any Baltimore Ravens defensive player. Patrick Queen, Jeremy Chin, or not Jeremy Chin, Marlon Humphreys, Chuck Clark. So let's hope they all are out there this week um, and that this COVID situation that they get to – they get the proper amount of uh, quarantine time in so they can get on the field this week. Um, let's see anybody here. I really want to highlight besides him. Kari Willis. I mean, you got three guys here in the same matchup, Kari Willis, Chuck Clark, Marlon Humphrey. So, I mean, that should tell you, I, I expect that to be kind of a more of a defensive type of game. We've seen Lamar struggle a little bit this year. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if Lamar throws a pick or two in this game. Um, just because of the talent level that this Indianapolis defense really does have. Um, so, should be a defensive matchup, should be some big plays involved, and should be a good game. So, let's see who we got here from 13 to 24. I got Tyron Matthew. I got Terrell Edmonds. I got Keanu Neal moving his way up the rankings. Kenny Vaccaro. Daniel Sorensen at 17. Malcolm Butler, 18. Jonathan Abram, 19. Malcolm Jenkins, 20. Harrison Smith at 21. Dusho Elliott, twenty-two. Justin Simmons or Justin Simmons. Justin Reed, twenty-three. And I got Kenny Moore at twenty-four. Uh, as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm moving Kenny, uh, Kenny Moore, up just a little bit. I'm moving him up just, just behind, just a twenty, just a couple spots. But I think I'm be a little more confident playing Kenny Moore than Harrison Smith at this point. Um, You know, Justin Reed gets Jacksonville, maybe some big plays there because they're starting a backup quarterback, too. But Justin Reed's not necessarily a dynamic playmaker, shall we say. So I'm not like looking for him to like get a pick or anything. So be much more uh, interested in this Baltimore uh, matchup for Kenny Moore. So moving him up a little bit. uh, Malcolm Butler, 41 solo tackles this season, guys. Uh, He's the real deal. I know they did just bring on Desmond King there with the Titans, but Malcolm Butler is, I mean, he's not what Logan Ryan was last year, but he's pretty damn close right now. Um, He's a top three defensive back, and Logan Ryan was the number one guy last year. So, I mean, you have a guy in a similar role in a similar situation on the same team. Um, I know he was there last year as well, but he seems to have kind of taken over that situation where he's the guy that gets picked on now there. So Malcolm Butler, if somebody on your team or league is undervaluing him because he sucks, um, that's good for your IDP guys. So go check him out. All right. Like I said, I am gonna try to keep this show kind of short. Um that's my rankings for the week, guys. Check out IDParmy.com and you can see that. Um Sunday morning we do the IDP Army live cast. Jump on there, help you guys decide your start sit decisions, you know, decide, you know, talk about the matchups, help you guys, you know, make some of those, you know, talk through the the ins, the outs you know who you're going to play weather situations are going to start coming up now as we get closer to winter um, and all that so myself steve and we'll have a guest on there to help you guys figure that out jump on the destination Devi uh patreon and join up over there and come join the uh the the defense room on their discord channel it's awesome it's a good place to hang out that's where you guys can find me I'm talking to the guys in that community a lot and again i'm always on twitter and um you know dynasty nerds that's where i write uh just like i said open the show when i messed up uh i just finished recording of the new episode of in my defense that'll be up on the dynasty nerds youtube channel that's kind of a more of a macro scale look at the season um versus a weekly look so go check that out subscribe to the show leave a review i would love that i appreciate you idp army um until next week go kick some ass tell who said you let the rain hit the sand Build a house on a rock, got a plan Gotta get stocks, keep them bands Hear the clock tick blades on a fan Used to be mundane on a Monday Now you have fun day on a Sunday Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up